Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Jeff. How are you? Got you right before you took a drink. That was so mean. It was very unintentional, um, at least this time. Yeah. It's like asking somebody how they're doing while they're trying to take a bite of food or ask them a question. Uh, sometimes it's just really good time. See my process. <laughs> oh, goodness. How's, how are you doing today? All right. Today, pretty good. Uh, over the weekend, like I mentioned last week, about um, my ex-wife's dad passing. So Saturday yeah. we went down there for the visitation. Originally our, our plan was to just go for that, then then head back. But you know my daughter wasn't she wasn't taking it too well. Like she like I ne- I never seen her cry since she was just a kid from getting in trouble. So it was, it was different. It was rough seeing her, you know, take it take it that hard. So yeah, we stayed for the whole thing and. You know, just be her support and continue to pay our respects to the family. And um, I'm glad we stayed. You know, I got to see a lot of people I hadn't good. seen in a while. And yeah. It was good. It was good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, those things are never hard. Um, when my dad passed, I didn't, you know, for me, it was kind of different. Um, but my niece my oldest niece just i mean just tears just um, i mean ridiculous but she's very um i don't say emotional but she's very empathetic and it just things hit her really hard and she expresses it you know a lot more than others Um, i think i was the same way she just just takes it harder than most people do yeah yeah Yeah. she hasn't figured out how to you know kind of manage it (laughs) not you know not, not absorb it all Right. But, um, yeah. But um, he was in the military, so they did 21 Gun Salute. Oh wow! And nice. That was that was nice to see because I never I'd only seen it in the movies and TV. I never witnessed it in person. And um, yeah, they um had the flag on the casket, took it, folded up, and gave it to his daughter. Um, yeah, my ex-wife, and which was good because there's there's a little little controversy. I'll, you know, but I won't get into that. But it was good that mm-hmm. they gave it gave it to her because I was worried it was gonna do something different because I didn't know how that was gonna go. But everybody, yeah. there's different families, you know. Gotcha. Her, yeah. her family and then his new wife's family wasn't sure yeah. what was going on there, but it turned out to be pretty good service. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Um. Yeah, for me, uh, not too, too much going on. We, uh, I'm having to record from a remote location today. Uh, so if there's echoing uh, in this recording from my end, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Our air conditioning went out two nights ago. And since we're running, uh, it's not like we can get somebody out right away. So they're, they're getting some, hopefully going to have somebody out this afternoon. But it, until then, it's been like 86, 87 degrees inside the house. So, yeah, made it through the night. We made it through the night. Uh, but I was like, I am not I'm not going to turn these fans off just to not have them in the background. Yeah, I will just go somewhere and find somewhere else to record. So I am at my local library branch and in one of the quote unquote study rooms recording today. So. Thank you, Nashville Public Library, for having a place for uh, for us to record. Well, for me to record. Yeah. Um, having that resource. Uh, yep. And the library comes through in clutch. So, uh, so yeah. So that's new. Uh, but we're, you know, well, we're doing okay. Otherwise, um, Grayson got her first math, had her first like math test. And it's one of those timed like addition and subtraction. You have like 40 questions for addition, 40 and subtraction. Mm-hmm. But then they give you like a certain time. You try and see how well you can do. Uh, 
you try and see how well you can do and go from there. Well, he ended up, she ended up uh, getting all of them correct on the addition, all of them subtraction in under five minutes. So, yeah. So she's already qualified for a, for a pizza party at the end of the year. And it's only the second week of school. <laughs> That's good. Pass the time yeah. trial. Yep. She's like, she's like, go ahead and put my name down first. Top of the list. Just, yeah. But he but, is, he is quite the overachiever. Or Grayson is quite the overachiever. Yeah. So she, especially when it comes to math, because she, she does like workbooks and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty cool. So I'm very proud of her. And she's learning her routine for gymnastics and then went to a cheer camp uh, Sunday. So she had a good time. Uh, York's doing great. He's, uh, Showed off some artwork he'd been working on for school that turned out amazing. It just kid amazes me with his talent. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And they're both, you know, still prepping for their, they're both still prepping for their next belt test for martial arts. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. And it's, Oh, and then uh, for this, for those that haven't listened, I recorded a, I guess you could say, a special bonus episode for the other podcast, Time to Wind Down, with uh, Cowboy Coder, who's kind of like if you've heard the MCRs episodes that I did, he's similar to that, where he kind of makes these very, as I like to call them, educational rap songs. Mm-hmm. So, but they're about like coding and different things, but it also gets into things that could be even though it's speaks about coding and relationships and business and stuff like that it's the message is still things you can apply to like everyday life and just uh how to be basically how to be good and be positive you know it's a very it's a very good and positive album so which will drop on my birthday october 14th but he has a couple of songs on Spotify and SoundCloud, as well as a YouTube video for his uh, first single, Code Rage. So I would definitely suggest people check that out, uh, especially if you know somebody that's into like, systems management or IT. I think they'll enjoy it and always be able to relate to it a lot. You know, so, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I think think that's it i think that's all i got yeah um so did you watch the uh, she hulk commercial uh, this week also also known as episode two i did i did um i'm still enjoying it um they kind of like i was watching some videos where they had some easter eggs mm-hmm. and um like there's one scene where she's on her laptop and it's showing the screen and there's some stuff yes. on there that's kind of referencing some things that people have been questioning, you know, yeah. nobody's talked about this and then something that folks probably didn't expect to see mm-hmm. on there, which, you know, I was like, I like that. Um, got to catch up with a character from a previous um, movie from the early MCU days. You can go ahead and say, I mean, it's in the trailer, so it's okay. not that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. Yeah. Abomination. Yeah. With him. Tim Roth reprising his role. Where he may or may not be reformed. <laughs> At least that's his story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's supposed to be taking his case to, you know, to free him. And she's not too happy about doing it because, you know, he did try to beat up Bruce and Hope. Yeah. And so, which is understandable, his family, you know, represent the person yeah. that tried to kill your cousin. But, you know, yeah. apparently him yeah. and Hulk have ironed things out. And he was, you know, Hulk was a different person now. Literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> which I like. Best, I like line, best line of the series. Yes, I like them. like, <laughs> all right, see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody's got jokes. Ha, ha, yeah. Ha. Yes. Yeah. Like, all right. It's cool. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. We've got what seven episodes left. Yep. Yep. So I'm still on board. If there is, if there is, as long as the as episode two, they'll go by very quickly. 
Yeah, that was, yeah. When it came to I, the end, I, I, I wasn't very. I think we all did the same face. I think everybody did the same face because even I was like, oh, we're, we're done? I said, has it really been that long already? It didn't feel like it. And I looked at the time. I'm like, oh, hell no. They dropped a commercial. <laughs> so this ain't an episode. It's like, didn't y'all just start? Right. It's like a little short documentary. <laughs> well, and they didn't do like the credits was like five or seven minutes already in to yeah. the episode. So, and they did a freaking catch up to the first episode. So this is what happened. We know what happened. It was just last week. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need shouldn't be a part of your, a season. Shouldn't be a part of your main runtime. Runtime, exactly. Like that, they're, they're so, cheating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, listen, if it's if y'all just don't have enough, you don't have enough. But I don't see how you don't. <laughs> it's just it's not like this is a brand new character by any means. Right. And and they did um they did kind of I guess bring back up you know because the first episode they had their accident the ship yeah. showed up and they they kind of brought that back up and we see folks going somewhere yeah <laughs> so we'll see as that goes along what's going on with him mm-hmm. yeah well and then uh, I did see someone had posted that uh, if you look at Jessica Walter's phone her uh, her wallpaper on her phone is a picture of Captain America's bud. <laughs> and yeah, I thought that was amazing. I said, one, that's a very good grab. Mm-hmm. I mean, I meant screen, screen grab that is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I've never met Chris Evans, but um, it's at least a good screen capture. There we go. Uh, that was pretty funny. Intentional sides. Yep. But all in all, yes, it's a good episode. It just my only gripe is that it was just way too short. Yeah. But I'm not upset with it. So uh, I started watching Surface this week. I think I'm on either four or five. I honestly lost track. Uh. I like it. I'm not sure if I like, I'm not, I like it. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to decide if I, by the end of it, if I'm really going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm enjoying it like right, right now so far, but it things are, wraps up. <laughs> yeah, things are oh. like changing around and everything. Yeah. You know, like characters that you were questionable at the beginning and you're now starting to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. What's really going so, on? What really happened? I know what really happened. What was yeah. the actual relationship? Apparently, she's got two different names. <laughs> so, is the protagonist is the protagonist going to be the antagonist by the end? Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, but as long as it make it make sense. <laughs> yeah. Make it make sense. So her her character's kind of bouncing between different behaviors. I'm like, is she yeah. Doing? Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> And be like, who is you? Yeah. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I'm not quite sure about that, but so far I'm enjoying. I mean, it's it's been a fun, it's been a good watch for sure. Uh, I also started watching the on Peacock, the Resort with uh, Kristen Milioti, who was in Palm Springs, the uh, with uh, Andy Samberg that I really liked. And she's been in a couple other things I've really enjoyed. And William Jackson Harper. And uh, trying to see if there's anything. But, oh, Nick Offerman's also in it. Uh, it's, the resort basically is exploring love and the weird things we do in the name of it. In Canston, an elaborate true crime conspiracy. So Noah and Emma, so Kristen... Uh, Kristen Milioti and William Jackson Harper play Emma and Noah, and they go to this resort to try and not, I guess, to try and reconnect in their marriage because mm-hmm. they're starting to see, you kind of get the feeling that they're kind of drifting apart a little bit. So they're there to kind of reconnect. And in doing so, 
come across a you know murder that happened some years back at this resort and then through flashbacks it shows a different time period with these other two people uh, sam and violet played by skyward gisando and nina bloom garden that basically meet each other at this resort and uh, nick offerman plays violet's dad murray thompson and the two kids you know fall in love and they too are trying you know go exploring and they go find this this area that belongs to this guy uh, baltazar frias who owns the resort and this guy is like really bonkers like just kind of a loon a little bit of a loon and there you know this there's a mystery surrounding him but also a mystery surrounding these what happened to these kids so emma and noah go and try and are trying going around trying to put the pieces together yeah so it's pretty interesting they're only like 30 minutes long too they're fairly short episodes there's only eight episodes uh the eighth episode will drop September 1st. So I think I'm on episode five. I feel like I'm on five. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. And again, fairly short, but you'd, but unlike She-Hulk, they don't feel short. Yeah, they don't have <laughs> a lot of filler. filler. Yeah, yeah, well, they don't have all the recap. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened. This is what happened. Now, here's two minutes of show. You know. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and once again, there there are in credit scenes on She-Hulk for okay. episode two, which you know are cute. You know, they're not they really don't add too much from the story, but it gives you you know a little extra chuckle here and there. So yeah, that's kind of I think what these are being used for, which I you know I did enjoy or have been enjoying. But yeah, the resort. If you have Peacock, I would recommend. It's it's pretty good. Chemistry is really good. Acting's good. Story so far is keeping you interested in what happened and what's going on currently. So that is what I'm watching. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else? Um. I did watch the latest House of the Dragon episode. Yeah. Still pretty good. There's some stealing of a dragon egg, a little betrayal, you know, kind of Game of, Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> I, predict, yeah. I predict that this current king probably won't make it through the season, but <laughs> I think that's kind of par for the course of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I started watching the um, show on HBO Max called Rap Shit. Which is from Issa Rae, mm-hmm. and I uh, watched the first episode. Uh, basically, it's about a female group from outside of Miami trying to make it in the music industry. And the first episode follows Shauna Clark, who works at a hotel, who a couple years prior had signed a contract to be an artist, but things didn't work out. So she just posts videos on social media for rapping. She doesn't show her. She's kind of going against the, I guess, the mainstream about women showing off their body and just focusing more on the appearance instead of their skills. So she wears a mask, which can be kind of distracting <laughs> on social mm-hmm. media, but it's, she just wants people to focus on her rap skills. And so first episode is just setting up that scenario and her and a friend come out making a, putting together a group to kind of go against the grain, maybe, or will they have to fall mm-hmm. in line until they get to their point to where they want to be. And that's, what i've been watching okay i've been i've been curious about that i haven't you know gone around to watching it but i've been kind of curious how as to how that is yeah, so. pretty, yeah, comedy um little i guess um insight to music industry a little bit about how, what you got to do to make it as a female artist but yeah you don't necessarily have to but a lot of folks do like surgeries and all that. All right. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, we ready to get into our feature presentation? Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. So this week we watched uh, from Amazon Prime, uh, Samaritan, starring Sylvester Stills, starring and producing, uh, by, or produced by Sylvester Stallone, with uh, Jay, as Joe, Javon Wana Walton as Sam Cleary, Pilu Esbiak as Cyrus, Dasha Polanco as Tiffany Cleary, Sophia Tatum as Syl, and Moises Reyes as Reza, and Martin Starr as Albert Kessler. It is rated PG-13 and has a runtime of 1 hour 42 minutes. Perfect. It's Samaritan's about a young boy that learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may in fact still be around. Now it's going to be interesting talking about this movie without spoiling it. So we're really going to have to be careful. <laughs> the line. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, first of all, I did enjoy this. I have, I have ridiculous things that I could point out that are ridiculous, which I, w- I mean that I, I'm going to point out, but it does not take away from the movie because the movie itself is a little bit ridiculous, but it's entertaining and yeah. it is something I think even York would probably enjoy watching. Uh, but it's definitely not a normal, I guess you could say it's superhero movie, which is one of its, which is one of the things that actually I enjoy about it. It's, it's definitely not Marvel. It's definitely not DC. It's its own, you know, it's like a dark or, you know, like a dark horse or image, I guess, comics or things could be a little bit darker, but, uh, it does try and take a lot of like real world, a very grounded approach. There we go to a yeah. superhero movie. But basically, these twin brothers are were born uh, with not necessarily abilities. I guess. I mean, I guess they do have some, but they're not like not like flying or invis, you know, or being invisible or you know, any sort of like mystical. They're basically just strong and impenetrable is that a good they've got regenerative regenerative abilities where if they get yes and they show in the trailer where stallone's character gets hit by the car and he's basically busted up broken (laughs) and then he just kind of fixes himself i was like but also with that if they take too much damage they'll start to overheat basically like a machine and they gotta you know get water on them to cool them off otherwise Mm-hmm. Huh. I was like, yeah. I guess a, right. That's a, that's a, like that's a, a computer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a horrible <laughs> side effect. <laughs> Taking too much mm-hmm. damage. I'm like, Dang. yeah. So we gotta keep you keep you some water nearby if you're gonna be out there fighting mm-hmm. fighting crime. <laughs> At least live by the river. I mean, that's just a good rule. <laughs> that's it. It's a good rule for life, though. Always keep yeah. some water handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay hydrated, people. <laughs> Yep, stay hydrated. I mean, that's, that's uh, true. You don't have water in you. Yeah, same effects. <laughs> yep. yep. So, uh, but so yeah, so there's Samaritan, and then his rival, which turns out to be his twin brother, Nemesis, because they take different paths. Mm-hmm. Samaritan sees trying to help those that need it. Nemesis sees sees how those that have it don't take care of those that don't have it. So even though he's, he's almost like Robin hood in a way that he's trying to help the, the needy. Uh, whereas Samaritan's just trying to help everybody, but does kind of get lost. And I guess helping the, we'll say middle class and up, I guess, but leaving behind the lower middle class. And that's where nemesis is coming. That's why, the people in Granite City, which I don't think is Granite City, Illinois, 
<laughs> but just generic Granite City because Granite City doesn't have a skyline like in this show. So I think it's just a it's kind of like Springfield. It's just a generic <laughs> Springfield. Um, to the U.S. <laughs> yes. Green. The kid is always working. They have no, you know, to, you know, he has no father figure. Uh, so he's, he's trying to help his mom get money. So he falls in with the wrong crowd and doing, I mean, he's not, is uh, all the, all the criming <laughs> Sam does. It's kind of like, I mean, same and, He's helping, but not actually committing the crime. He's the distraction. Yeah. So he's the, hey, look at me. The, hey, look at me while the real criminals do, do the thing. crime. I guess he's an accessory, but he, yeah, but he's not the one actually stealing. He's just an accessory to it, I guess is a better way to put it. Yeah. So that gets him wrapped up with some unsavory characters, although he's able to, you know, he's being financially recouped. To, so that he can help his mom, like pay the rent, so they don't get evicted, and things like that. He's not doing it just for the thrill, and or just because he's bored. He's doing it to, for a noble, I would say, a noble cause. But you know. that's a necessity. Yes. Yeah. So he ends up meeting, but he's also very obsessed with the superhero Samaritan. And he's he has always believed, I guess, that he was never dead. So he's trying to every time he sees somebody that may display abilities, he like writes it down and tries to tries to basically figure out if that's really them or not. And then he keeps going to Martin Starr's character, Albert Kessler, who's written a book on Samaritan and believes that you know, he, he too is also kind of a believer that he hasn't really died. So, but there he goes to him every single time he finds somebody that he thinks might be Samaritan. So finally, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm done believing, you know, cause yeah. not you know, all these people have turned out not to be it. Yeah. Well, after sticking up for one of his friends, Sam, gets attacked by a couple of the guys from, you know, from the gang that I think are also kind of jealous because Cyrus, the leader of the gang has kind of taken to Sam. Yeah. And, uh, Reza, one of the gang members, you know, doesn't like that because, you know, basically the attention's being taken away from him. So he basically tries to go after Sam and then, you know, Joe comes along and, you know, kind of whoops everybody's butt. And so of course now Sam is, thinks that Joe is Samaritan. So we're following Sam's journey of trying to prove that Joe is just a guy trying to just stay to himself, go to work as, as a, as a, uh, you know, waste management employee. Is that mm-hmm. what we call them now? A garbage man. And politically correct or yep, yep. mostly acceptable but term. There we go. That's what they put on on the hiring thing. Anyways. And he just wants to do that, go to work, go home, call it a day. Yeah. Take over some gadgets, you know, to fix things and that's it. But Sam won't leave him alone. That's the only problem, because he's a kid and he's very interested in trying to fix you know he's very fixated yeah. on trying to prove that joe is now samaritan and yeah it you know so of course now the gang he keeps defending sam so now of course the gang's trying to go after joe and then when joe is pro- proven to be more than human uh they really are interested because cyrus has a fixation on nemesis that's his fixations that he believes yeah. Nemesis was really trying to help the lower middle class when he was a kid. And that's kind of his person It's you know, that's his hero. So it's, it is kind of an interesting look at 
what makes a hero and you know depending on how you grow up and where you know and your i guess your socioeconomic you know upbringing you know who yep. who turns out to be your hero you know would you may see the you know uh, a superhero being more of a villain than because they're causing more damage to your area or not coming to help you only helping certain you know specific you know certain people yeah and then nemesis who is you know supposedly a villain is apparently helping out all those less fortunate so it's a very interesting look for sure yeah but i so that's definitely one aspect of the movie i really did enjoy i was like you know what this is I like this take on this because it it does ask questions that haven't been asked before. So it's, you know, as far as people with powers and their moral obligation, not, you know, as well. So, but no, I'm, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far though. Or I'm, I'm, I enjoyed the movie. I would definitely rewatch it for sure. Yeah. I mean, now granted, like I texted you last night, there's a couple of scenes in it that at the end they're in this burning building and they're in there for a good excuse the pun they're in there for a good hot minute yeah <laughs> but but cyrus is in there in his really heavy like winter coat like fur-lined winter coat in this building that's you know tell me oh my good lord man i was like take that take that off right <laughs> it's like i was like ain't you hot yeah. Now, mind you, I'm in a house. I was in a house that was 87 degrees last night with a fan blowing on me, and I'm like, I'm looking at him, going, "How is he not hotter than what I'm feeling right now?" Right, you got literal <laughs> flames around you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, silly stuff like that. And then, like, they're in there again for a long period of time. No one's coughing or smoking from a smoke inhalation. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they all got superpowers. Who knows? Got that latent ability that just came out in the stress of the yeah. situation. Exactly. <laughs> but again, those are very petty things, but it's something that I kind of laughed about. Yeah. But yeah, your thoughts. It kind of felt like a late 80s, early 90s type of movie in a way. And because uh, it reminded me of the movie Steel, where you got the young kid that knows Steel is the superhero. And I'm like, how do you hide a seven foot superhero? Like even out of the uniform, even out of the costume, he's gonna stand out. But you know, difference is Joe blends in. You know, he doesn't. He's not really. It's just like a regular old surviving everyday human being. A regular old Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe. <laughs> regular old Joe. And um, but I thought it had a little, little bit of um, you know, good humor, some cheesiness that worked. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of corniness. Um, definitely not here for a strong story plot and <laughs> nothing like that. It's just kind of a fun, hey, this kid's obsessed with the superhero. He thinks he's found him. He wants to find everything about him. And even though there's a line where he's like, don't worry, you can trust me. Tell me. I'm like, you're literally talking to this dude that's doing a, like trying to find him, too. So you're going to, you know, how's that going to turn out? But, um, yeah. I mean, like from the trailer, I did think like, oh, they're just doing another version of Steel, just because he had the hammer and all mm-hmm. that. That threw yeah. me out. But um, but I like the twist that's in it. Mm-hmm. it comes up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just shows me you're in a situation of dire need. You know, you're gonna do what you need to do as far as Sam, you know, doing little petty crimes to get money to help his mom, and then you know, Joe Smith's doing his best to just stay out of the public limelight and they don't want people to know what's going on but as a scene when he's beating up these teenagers or maybe their early 20s I don't know I laugh because like he like backhanded one of them oh teenagers. yeah I'm like you can't Dang. do that if you're trying to stay in hiding <laughs> yeah well that's why he did it in an alley yeah and he was smiling about it I'm like you're enjoying this hit hurting these kids a little too much but I laugh I mean, I mean, I laugh. yeah, yeah I, you've I, been I a laugh it's like I still got it <laughs> I think I did an oh snap. I think is what I said. It's like oh snap. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for Chris Tucker to come through and go. You got knocked up. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, it worked. It's perfect for streaming. Um, I don't know if this would have done well in the theaters. 
maybe. Yeah. But um, it's a perfect streaming movie. You can just put on, have fun with. Don't think yeah. too much about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could be sitting there and just nitpick it, you can <laughs> tear it apart. But that's, that's just there just be a fun yeah. movie to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so apparently this movie was, was inspired by Unbreakable and Finding Forrester. Which, if you can imagine putting those two together. <laughs> I, mean, I can see that. I can, I can see, see that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, if memory serves me correct, uh, let's see here. Yeah, <clears throat> Julius uh, Avery, who directed the movie, also directed the movie Overlord, which I absolutely loved. Still, no, we talked. Oh, Patrick. Still haven't. I've been. I was like when I first saw it, the trailer. I'm like, yes, I got to watch this. And I just, I haven't. <laughs> I need to. Yeah. Um, I may even go back and rewatch it. But uh, P. Louis actually was also in that as well. Uh, basically, for those who haven't watched it, uh, Overlord came out 2018. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. I know I talked about it on the on the show. Uh, I think so. It's produced. It's produced by. It's produced by J.J. Abrams. It's about a small group of American soldiers that find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day, basically with zombies. Yeah. So, yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. Definitely. You'd be all right. You'd be all right. But, no, I definitely – this is good for tweens also, I think. I think, you know, if you have tweens that uh, want, want something different to watch other than a Marvel and DC-style movie, this would be a good one. There's, It's very cartoonish violence at best because it's superhero violence, and it's PG-13 just for, for that. It says language or foul language, but there's really not a lot in there, to be honest. At least none that, I really, that really stuck out to me. Yeah, not really. Okay. All right, my friend, you are up first. All righty. So yesterday I went to see The Invitation, which from the trailers felt like a more serious Ready or Not. So I was like, okay, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Um, This came out August 26th, this past Friday. Runtime of an hour, 44 minutes. Directed by Jessica M. Thompson. And it stars Natalie Emanuel as Evie. Thomas Doherty as Walter. Stephanie Corn... Oh, crap. <laughs> Ornell Deusen as Victoria. Alana Bowden as Lucy. Courtney Taylor as Grace, which is uh, Evie's friend. Hugh Skinner as Oliver. And then Sean Pertwee as Mr. Field about a young woman who's courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. So the movie starts off by showing a woman who commits suicide after escaping imprisonment in this big house and her final words are it all ends with me. Um, Then we're introduced to Evie who's working as a waitress for a catering company and you know she's just Basically, it's high class. So when she's approaching people, see if they want the appetite, you know, the appetizers on her tray. They're basically just kind of blowing her off. They're real smug, just kind of really no stuck up in air type of situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, afterwards, she's talking to her friend and who snags a couple of gift ba- gift bags for them, which has a um, DNA test. So th- this this event is basically about a new kind of Ancestry.com type place where you can find out your history of your, your family. And so she lives on her own. She has this um, pottery skill, which she doesn't call it pottery, but I don't remember what she said. <laughs> um, but I started thinking of the ghost movie because she had it all set mm-hmm. up. I'm like, oh, we're going to have a scene where they're doing that. <laughs> but... Um, anyway she gets the idea of going ahead and submitting her dna to find out about her family tree because 
her dad passed when she was 14 and her mom passed recently within the last six months. And as far as I know, what they present, she has no other family. And so she finds out she has a cousin from England who just happens to be in New York, which is where she lives on business. So he's like, hey, let's go out and get coffee. So they talk and kind of get caught up and he gets the idea like, hey, why don't you come to England? we got a wedding going on. There'll be a good chance to meet family and, you know, you know, see your other side of the family. So she's reluctant to do it because it's like, you know, you know, it's kind of abrupt. But Oliver insists, says he'll pay for the flight. You know, don't worry about it. Just come out, have fun, meet family, be good. So, you know, she gets there, nice house. One thing that kind of stood out is that uh, the maids there, they come off of this van and they're all numbered. One through five. And it's on their collar and on their apron. And I was like, hmm, that's odd. I kind of know what it was. <laughs> but, um, so... She meets the the butler, Mr. Field, after she bumps into one of the maids knocking over some glasses. He takes really kind of abrasive about them picking things up, being real mean and rude and whatnot. And then the host, Walter, introduces them, tells her who she is, and he apologizes for having you. Um, let's see. So Evie and Walter, they hit it off. They start talking, getting to know each other, and just kind of... You know, like, so let me go back. Oliver shows her a picture of the, the wedding couple, which to me kind of looked like a picture you just snagged from a Walmart picture frame. It looked weird. It's like one of those. Nice. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So and then about halfway through, you kind of forget about this wedding because you see Evie and Walter kind of hitting it off. And, you know, they got good chemistry. Everything's going well. Um, but then eventually we get to the real purpose for her being there. And things just kind of go from there. Um, it did kind of disappoint. Ready or Not is the more, it's the better movie. Period. <laughs> yeah. But, so, so, I mean, there's there's moments, there's things in there that happen that I like. But there's a lot of dead moments where there's just not much happening. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, what's going on? You know, what? No, because at least in the previous movie, it didn't take long to get to what was happening, like what was going on, and it goes from there. This is about almost to the end of the movie when they finally get to that point of what is your real purpose for being here. So like the last 20, 30 minutes of the movie then is about that. And all the setup beforehand, it just doesn't, it, it, I don't know, it didn't. It didn't make going through that worth it once it got there, even though there were some things that I did enjoy. Right. Um, and then the, the trailer kind of gives too much away. It's one of those trailers where if you watch mm -hmm. it, you've pretty much seen the whole movie, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was hardly any reaction. Like, there wasn't a lot of people in there, but there was enough people where, you know, it, it would be a good, get some good feedback. And there wasn't the people there weren't really responding to it too much. And um, there's a couple of what's going on <laughs> type deals. And, and yeah, I just, it just disappointed. Um, take a promise. You know, it's like, if you're trying to be like this, cool, but it just took too long to get to that point. And when it was there, it's just like, uh, you know, we kind of, I didn't, I thought I was going to like get interested, <laughs> but it just, I just never turned back, turn around to it. Um, and then by the time you get to the end, it's just real quick, quick conclusion, quick solution. And then all of a sudden, it felt like a vamp by Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> episode. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I mean, maybe somebody else will watch it and enjoy it, but for me, it just wasn't a great experience. And there was like two other movies that I wanted to watch that I'm probably not going to watch till I'm off. That I wish I'd chosen one of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think Kyla would have liked this. <laughs> she probably yeah. like, man, this is, this is kind of slow, boring. <laughs> Worst 4DX ever. <laughs> yeah, that might have helped it, <laughs> but it, it would have been like like you know, with Bullet Train, just too much of dead moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just forgot about a lot of stuff. Uh, but when, when the friend of mine, she's like, "Wasn't there supposed to be people getting married?" I'm like, 
yeah, I don't know where they are. You know, they, they don't reference it except for that that moment. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I I watched on HBO Max uh, the movie Wolf, and to which from a couple of things I had read and the preview I'd watched, it seemed like it might be, it's like, oh, this might be good. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go watch this. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And I think it was a, where was it? A Toronto film? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it was, it was in this, I think that's where I found out was that it was at one of these festivals. I'm like, okay. So I put it on. I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. And then, I'm I'm like, hmm, okay, starting a little rough, but we're gonna go, we're gonna work through this. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, Wolf is uh from it actually was released 2021, but due to theaters reopening and all that other stuff, hasn't got a wide, didn't get a wide release. It's very limited. So it's rated R. It's an hour and 39 minutes long. Starring Patty Considine as the zookeeper, Lily Rose Depp as Wildcat, uh, George McKay as Jacob. Uh, most people will know him as the lead from the movie 1917, as the character you're following around the entire movie. You and the camera. Uh, Terry Notary is Lion Man. Martin McCann, Fionn O'Shea as the German Shepherd, Lola Pettigrew as Parrot, and so on. So it's a, a high concept art house drama about a boy who believes he is a wolf, to put it mildly. It is a focus features movie of trying to be an A24 movie. <laughs> uh, <LA>. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, they're really wanting it to be this to be an A24 movie, but it's got a lot of style and a lot of kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Very indie, extremely independent film kind of feel. Uh, but like some, like some A24 movies, you're not really focusing on plot. You're just looking at the character and situations that the characters are being placed in without a like through line plot. Uh, Jacob essentially believes he is <clears throat> in his human body within him. There is a wolf. He's really a wolf. That's just trying to get out and that he's really not human, but so he's placed in this area with these other We'll just say, ad, well, not adolescent, young adults. These other young adults that believe they too feel the same way that they have an animal in them, and that that is their true being, and not and being human is just is not what they really are. Okay. It it kind of reminds me of an animalistic gay conversion camp. <laughs> Where Patty Considine's character, the zookeeper, is essentially trying to be the person that's telling them that they're not really gay. But instead, they're not really animal. He's trying to help them through various different methods, trying to get them to understand that they they are not animals. They are they are humans. They're not. He's not. They're not like counseling sessions. They are very aggressive maybe and very at points unethical <laughs> he's not very nice to them for, for a lot of it um jacob tries to escape a couple of times he befriends wildcat there's a scene in which they're on you know on all fours basically going around more or less sniffing each other kind of like animals would yeah the the actions of the actors are actually, at, you know, trying to portray themselves as the animals that they believe to be. There's some good animal acting, I guess, is the 
by movements, like he actually kind of moves like a wolf in very, like the way his body, when he walks as a wolf, is very well done. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. But there's, again, it's, it's about him and Wildcat building this relationship. He's trying to escape to get out so he can, you know, just be back in nature and be the animal that he believes to be. Yeah. Again, there's no, like, other than he just wants to, you know, he wants to be who he, or I guess not who, I guess what he wants to be, I guess is a better way to word that. And about him trying to escape from where he's at so he can just be free and not confined in this, you know, area where he's essentially being imprisoned like an animal per se, actually. Um, so it's very interesting. The movie itself is based on a book called a German book, Der, Der Steffenwolf. So from, I think, 1927, I think Herman Hess is the author. Uh, the basic premise of the book uh, is that uh, is a discourse on a man who believes himself to be of two natures, one high, the spiritual nature of man, the other is low and animalistic, a, quote, wolf of steps, end quote. This man is entangled in an irresolvable struggle, never content with either nature because he cannot see beyond this, the self-made concept. So they took a lot of, you know, they took a lot from this book and used it from the movie. So you can see a lot of similarities. There's a lot more, I guess, in meaning when you watch it. It's interesting from that aspect where you kind of look at just how we treat ourselves and us trying to just be who we want to be, just embracing that instead of who we should be, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting movie. It's not going to be for everybody. I'm not really even sure it was for me, but I, I didn't dislike it but it's definitely not what i was expecting yeah <laughs> when what when watch it i wasn't expecting like jack, Nich- jack nicholson michelle pfeiffer kind of wolf but you know <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know it's something similar though um but it's it, it was a little more interesting it definitely was trying to i think be more than what it is but it's still an interesting look uh with some good acting in it but that is wolf for those that wish to watch trailers, we have this week, we have On the Come Up. Speaking of rapping, this is coming out to Paramount Plus on September 23rd. The story centers on a 16-year-old girl, Bree, who wants to be one of the greatest rappers of all time, facing controversies and with an eviction notice staring down her family. Bree doesn't just want to make it. She has to. Da, da, da. So, not exactly trying to save the community center, but, you know, trying to save her apartment. Maybe she just yeah. needs to meet Samaritan. <laughs> hey, maybe. Be a cool crossover. Yeah. Possibly. Right? Could be. Uh, next is we finally get the full trailer for the Disney live action slash CGI action. Uh, Pinocchio. So not the Guillermo del Toro one, but the other one that's coming out this this fall. Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto con- drops on Disney Plus September 8th. Oh, and it plus. looks... <laughs> yeah, cool. end it though? Yeah, I can get with that. <laughs> Indeed. Next, I think it's pronounced... Tar because it has the little accent. T A R with the apostrophe on it. T R. Set in the international world of classical music, the film centers on Lydia Tar, widely considered one of the greatest living composers slash conductors, and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra, starring Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tar, Mark Strong. Julian Glover, Nina Haas, so on. This is uh, writer-director Todd Field. His latest. Be in theaters October 7th. And then lastly, we have Sam Mendes's Sam Mendes's <laughs> uh, 
Uh, latest movie, Empire of Light, which is set to come out December 9th. Set in an English seaside town in the early 1980s, Empire of Light is a powerful and poignant story about human connection and the magic of cinema from Academy Award-winning director Sam Mendes, starring Olivia Coleman, Colin Firth, Toby Jones, Monica Dolan, written and directed by Sam Mendes. December 9th. And that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got sent a trailer this morning. I don't know if this will be up your alley because it's a gory kind of horror. But um, mm-hmm. it's called Terrifier 2. I don't know if I... I might have talked about the first one a while back on the show, I, I believe. Bruce, um, Bruce sent this to you? No, this is from John Oliver. Uh, okay. he's, the one, he's the one that had me oh. watch the first one. Uh, yes. He's the one that had me watch the first yes. one. Yes, okay, that's right. So... Yeah. Uh, after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County, where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Um, I watched the trailer. It's definitely going to be it's a slasher. It's gory. Yeah. Um, okay. You got David Howard Thornton returning as Art the Clown. Uh, Felisa Rose as Miss Principe. I guess that's how you say that. Uh, Lauren Lavera as Cyana. And uh, Griffin Santo Pietro as Eric coming to theaters. I don't know if it'll be here locally or where to play. Maybe it'll be at, I don't know if it'll be at the Bell Court, but supposed to come to theaters October 6th. Okay. So, come on, play. <laughs> okay. Apparently Chris Jericho's in it too. AEW slash WCW slash WWE wrestlers in there somewhere. <laughs> all, maybe, the, all of them. Yeah. Maybe he'll some cannon fodder for for the clown. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll wind up being the Samaritan for this movie. <laughs> That'd be the twist. It was me. Dun, dun, dun. All along. All along. Yeah, that'll be definitely if it's if it's playing anywhere here, I'll I'll be trying to watch it. Okay. Uh, cool. I no, I'm not even gonna say it now because I don't know what it'd be a surprise still. I just, because uh, everybody knows that I think most people on here have been listening for a little while now. Every every Rocktober, uh, once whenever our family gets all the Halloween decorations out and down, the the game of the game of hide it uh, begins between you know my wife and I. We, we have a little figure of Pennywise, and so we go and. Or I started it by hiding it because she hates Pennywise and specifically. And um, we'll just say this year I've kind of elevated the game a little bit. <laughs> so already, already. So just, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm enjoying just the fact that only me and York know about it. So, so far. <laughs> like I haven't turned out. <laughs> yep. Just, I can't wait. So. I will keep everybody posted. <laughs> it's yeah, but yeah, we uh, we have fun with it. So yeah, I guess that's about it, my friend. All right. Another good week. Hopefully, we'll be back. Hopefully, I will be back at my regular recording. I'm using air quotes studio. Yes. <laughs> but thank you again, Nashville Public Library, for helping me out <laughs> without even knowing you're helping me out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Means, well, I hope everybody has a good, well air conditioned week <laughs> wherever you're at. And uh, coming to the end of August. Yep. And next week we will have a we'll have a returning guest joining us. So definitely gonna watch something decent. <laughs> so <laughs> for her. So yeah. Uh, yep. With that being said, we'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids.
You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental Underscore Advisory Underscore Movie Underscore Pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.